I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. And this is the CND NBA show. Welcome back. All-star break is over and we are back. We got to see the Timberwolves tonight. Dylan, this was fucking crazy. I can't believe that the Wolves won by 30. I would never have guessed it. I really did think that there was some kind of extra juice that would happen in this game because Chris would be talking about, hey, I, I coached these guys for three years. I think that he has, like, they were able to practice before this game only once. A lot of people are like, oh, they got a week of practices. And no, everybody mm-hmm. was gone for the week. Mm-hmm. But just having one practice in and Chris Finch knowing the tendencies of all the players, I think he knows exactly how to defend Zion and Brandon Ingram. And we saw that, I think, a little bit tonight. Like, though they they both had pretty, like, well, Zion had like a, maybe an average game, but uh, Brandon Ingram had a terrible game. So, yeah. So I I was like so happy that the Wolves won, and then I got on my computer to do this pod, and I saw an email that I have to sub for fifth grade tomorrow, and so I've just had like a really <laughs> up and down night. You know, it's been really up and down. <laughs> so they can just do that to you. You're not. You're like the automatic sub or something during COVID times. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because the sub pool is hella limited, and our fifth grade teacher just had a loss in her family. My my thoughts and prayers to her family, and we had a sub from the district, but I guess she can't come in tomorrow either. So we have to fill in from the school. And uh, wow, yeah, fifth grade is the worst one. I mean, rambunctious, the smartest ones. Yo, I'm telling you, most of my job, because I help with behavior and, you know, I'm student support, I spend most of my time in the fifth grade hallway. That's oh, like, God. That's where I live. So my hope is that I can use some of my skills from outside the classroom and keep some folks more settled inside the classroom. But <laughs> good luck. I know it's going to be it's going to be tough. Anyway, let's get on to the pod. We're going to start with some real stupid news. First, LaMarcus Aldridge and the Spurs mutually agree to parting ways. What's up with the mutual agreements to part ways this season? Oh, no. Players are are starting to uh, be able to be advocates for themselves. So they're like, yeah, let's say it's mutual. You know, it's funny because there's, there's not really any good players that are like, let's part ways. <laughs> are you saying Blake Griffin is, is not a good player? I mean... <laughs> I hope he is. I, I like I said, I'm rooting for a Blake Griffin like Nick Batum Nick Batum esque comeback. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, here's a good one. How about Lamarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin right now? Lindsey Whalen, would you rather? I'll take Lamarcus Aldridge. Me too. Yeah, me too. They should have I mean, waited been... like fucking. They should have just waited another couple days. It would have happened. So stupid. he's been he's been better than Blake the past couple years. Although I think Blake more suits their like needs and desires as a team than LaMarcus Aldridge does just because I I think that they are lacking some like second unit creation um and Blake can provide that LaMarcus Wait, how why wouldn't they just be able to stagger Harden and Kyrie <laughs> I mean they 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 can they, they should have the best second unit creation in the world they can stagger all three of those guys you know right and get get creation that's that is for sure um blake also theoretically provides a little bit more more mobility on the defensive end and this is theoretical Um, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what those knees can do 
You just said mobility <laughs> and Blake Griffin in the same sentence. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm curious to see where LaMarcus ends up. Uh, Lakers, who, LA, LA going to LA, baby. Well, they don't want to buy him out. They want to, they want to oh. trade him. Wow. Um, yeah. That makes it tough. And, it does make it tough. I know the Celtics have a pretty like they have like a seventeen million dollar trade exception. God, they might be, be interested. Shit, that yeah. would be so good. Yeah, they might be interested in that. And they have like they have three not that good centers. I, so they Tristan Thompson makes nine million. So if they do nine million plus the seventeen million, I think that gets them around Lamarcus Aldrich. Sweet, I love that. So. But but. What else are they going to send them in return for Lamarcus Aldridge? Like, are they going to have to give up Peyton Pritchard or Romeo Langford? I think Maybe. you know. Do you think that does it? Maybe. Maybe. And and a know. second, you know, I don't think I don't think that they need much. Like, because what what's the other offer for Lamarcus? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't I don't know if he has that kind of. I don't know what other team can create that max value right now. So, especially a team that's competing, because that's the only team that would take him. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I know the the I think the Celtics are looking pretty aggressively to upgrade their team because their season has been pretty rough so far. So um, how about like a Biombo and uh Devontae Graham or some shit? I don't know. That's not enough money at all. It would have to be I, Zeller. They have some money in there. Zeller, Biombo, and Graham Bi- or something. Well, Biombo resigned like a minimum contract this year. His his big contract. Oh, he is did? Yeah. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought he was still so on. So Zeller, here. Zeller, I think is like fifteen. Okay, and I think I think Lamarcus makes like twenty four or something like that. He's in the he's in the mid twenties. Weird. Yeah. At twenty five million, he signed a two year fifty million dollar deal. Oh no, he was making yeah. You're you're exactly on. He was making twenty six last year, and he's making twenty four this year. So that's not cool. that much more to. I I feel like the the Hornets could do it. Go the all Hornets out. Could, yeah. Go all in. That'd be awesome. I think that the Hornets can get there. I'm just not quite sure what their like middle salary because like 15 to 25. I don't and I don't know if they have cap room. They might have some cap room, so they might be able to take on some salary. I think um, they do. Yeah, I think they have like four million in cap. So that that could also be a possibility. Um, I don't know if they want to give up Devonte Graham for Lamarcus Aldrich. That that might be a more interesting asset than to get like a 35 year old player for maybe only one year, but we'll see. I don't know. Lots of options for Lamarcus. Next piece of news: Atlanta recently fired their coach Lloyd Pierce, and they are considering Kenny the Jet Smith along with Chauncey Billups for the head coaching position. Dylan, why hire a Jet when you can hire? An awesome NBA coach in Nate McMillan. <laughs> was what was the joke there? Was there a joke or there what? was no joke? I, I <laughs> okay, was just okay, like, okay. why hire Kenny Kenny Smith? Yeah, I'm we'll sorry. be quick here. It's just it's just like you ha- you have Nate McMillan on your bench, who is a winning coach. He always makes the playoffs. He has for years. Um, there's no racial implications because he's also a black man. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> we don't need to we we don't need to worry about that because and- he is like a successful black coach. And, like, I would feel – I mean, it would be good, I guess, because he would be getting the Steve Nash treatment a little bit, even less so because he's at least covering basketball right now, analytically as well. But, I, you know, I just feel like Kenny 
should get like an associate head coaching job for yes. the or some shit yes. like that. Yes. I feel bad Sign- for David Vanderpool still. I still mm-hmm. feel bad for Jacques Vaughn because they've been fucking really grinding at the actual coaching thing. Yes. Here's here's what the Hawks have to do. They have to sign Nick Nate McMillan to like a three year coaching deal. See how far the Hawks can get with him at the helm. Get Kenny in. Have him be associate head coach. Have him in the locker room. Have him like learn how to coach. And then if Nate McMillan isn't doing it for you, you can promote Kenny. You yeah. Know? And who cares? get him in? Pay him the same amount of money. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Come on now. Um. Anyway, I I just thought that was interesting that they would overlook like an actual, like really qualified coaching candidate that is on their bench. Uh, And the final piece of real stupid news, this is not so much stupid as much as a person being stupid, is Myers Leonard suspended a week and fined 50K by the NBA for saying a racial slur on a Call of Duty live stream. He only got fined 50K? Yeah. Can you imagine if he would have said the N-word, how much he'd be fined? I get why it would be more, but like... 50k is nothing. We make 50k in a game. What more than um, that? Yeah, I mean, that was it. Was fucking stupid as shit. It was so stupid, and I like, I really, I really like. I think you you said this to me is that you don't think he he really knew how much that word meant. Almost no one knows what the K word is. I didn't know what the K word was until I started dating my girlfriend Shuli who happens to be Jewish, and, like, she brought it up at one point, and I was like, oh, that word's, like, that means a Jewish person. Oh, okay. And I didn't know it was that offensive. And she's like, yes, you can't say that word. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say the word then. Uh, did you did you say it on accident, and then she had to talk to you about it? I I would, I don't know where <laughs> I would have come up with it. I don't know where. I think we were Were you, were you on a live stream? We were on our, our weekly Pornhub live stream. Oh um, my god! You didn't tell me about that. I would be like your top subscriber, man. I know we wear masks. We have to like keep all anonymous and shit. Cute. But anyway, uh, so, <laughs> but like, I think we were just talking about like Jewish oppression because like I'm I was curious about like how she has probably experienced that kind of stuff, and she's like, yeah, like my dad would get called the K word in 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 elementary school through high school. Like they would just call him that. And I was like, what's the K word? <laughs> Kryptonite? Kmart? And it's not. It's different. <laughs> it's different. Um, I thought a week suspension was pretty weak by the NBA. A week? Um, I'm yeah. just hearing all of this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's a week. Not even a number of games, what? just a week. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, but I mean, from when he did it, so that's like one game because it was during the all star break, yeah, maybe two. And he did, it's not like he plays that much anyway. Oh my god, that's such bullshit. I, I don't think he should be banned from the NBA, but he should not be able to play for the rest of the season. He should get his paycheck taken for the rest of the season. That's just it's that's just how important that word is, yeah, historically. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's stupid as shit. I'm 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 with you. It sucked that he did that. Uh but he did and he got suspended for a week. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about tonight's game cuz I want some positives in my fucking life right now. Dylan, the Timberwolves won against the Pelicans. Did we start with Jaden McDaniels? 
I think we should start with Jaden McDaniels. That's how I started it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Talk. Tell me. So during the game, Dylan texted me, Jaden McDaniels is better than Zion Williamson. <laughs> Today, he was, baby. Jaden McDaniels was eight for nine from the field, four for five from three, just lights out zero for one from his one and only uh, free throw on an and one. Or no, that was an and one after a three. And uh, and he scored 20 points, was a plus 22 in the game. I saw a couple blocks uh, on here. It says three. Finally, we're back to the block party. He would kind of he was kind of silent for a while. Remember when he embarrassed us in front of our friend Kells? Dude, yeah, I, I he had a tough transition into the the Finch era. I think that uh, just like Ryan wasn't sure about him at the start, Chris Finch also wasn't sure about him. But after tonight, I think that Finch is going to be sure about him. I think so. I think the most impressive, the most exciting part uh, move that I saw from him was that pull up where he drove and then he stopped and then he and he did his classic like mid range pull up and nailed it. Like that so, is what makes yeah. him different. That's what makes him different. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm ready to really start believing it, believing in him as like like an all-star all-star when he can start showing a little bit more off the dribble, but right now like even if he's just like a 38% plus three-point shooter with defense like he plays, that's the a third something. That's a yeah, third like, Yeah. And on uh, a team that has so much offense and so little defense, it's the third banana that was so necessary. It's he's mm-hmm. he's literally the power forward we've been waiting for. I I can't believe Jared Vanderbilt is still starting. Well, and and Anthony Edwards showed some defensive moxie tonight too. Oh yeah, getting in those I passing was, lanes. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I, he looked like a different player tonight. Uh, before up. before we get to before we get to Ant. Yeah, before we get to Ant. Hold on. Okay. After tonight. Where is Jaden McDaniels on your rookie of the year ballot? I mean, he is top 10 for sure. <laughs> like, I, I actually think I'm this is me being trying to be objective about this because mm-hmm. not objectively, I think I might have him like in the top five, just like personally. I might even have him above Anthony Edwards. Okay. <laughs> But it's that's not because of like how he's played on offense or anything like that. I just like really value defense and really mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. the potential. I I see more potential in Jaden McDaniels than I see in Anthony Edwards. And that's not to say that I don't see it in Anthony Edwards. Tonight I saw it. I think Anthony Edwards had maybe the best game of his career. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's awesome. The Wolves have a gluttony of young talent right now. And mm-hmm. thank you, Kirsten Rosas, for that. I hope everyone right now is taking their L's. Everyone who wasn't believing in the process, everyone who's begging for John Collins, you can all suck it because we want Jaden McDaniels instead of John Collins. Okay, quick, 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 quick. So, rookie of the year, LaMelo is in his own tier. Yes. And then I think Halliburton is also in his own tier. And oh, then it's. Oh, man. Yeah, Ant Ant is making Ant is creeping up, but Halliburton has been good since the jump, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ant will probably overtake Halliburton by the end of the year, but like he's just scoring too much right now. Ant. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then Ant and Quickly are are in a in a tier by themselves. And then after that, it's like Tyrese Maxey, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, and Ty- Tyrese Maxey kind of fell off the face of the planet. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that there is a world in which Jaden McDaniel's gets first team All Rookie. I think there's a world. Who are the forwards anyway? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, especially if if Wiseman keeps missing games and is like relegated further and further to the bench as the Warriors keep pushing for a playoff seat, then there should be a, uh, I guess there should be a forward spot available because Edwards will classify as a forward, but then the other three top, oh, the yeah. other like five top guys are guards. It's true. Mm. And Obi Toppin sucks. Denny Obdia sucks. <laughs> yeah, Jaden McDaniels, baby. Um, was was Isaac Okoro classify as probably a, a guard forward? He's got to be. You think Larry Nance is playing small forward on that fucking team? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Okoro's numbers suck. Anyway, I don't think he's gonna make first team all rookie. Okay, got this. Let's 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 move let's move on to Jalen Noel, who I think I have said is gonna be a better player than Jaden McDaniels in two years. Um, tonight I was texting you. I called him Big Lou Williams. <laughs> <laughs> my thing about Jalen is that he he is like a shooter we've known he's a shooter for a long time now and the more that he plays the more he proves to us that like he is legit as a shooting and scoring threat the piece with him that needs to improve is his dribble it's very loose Dylan you called it very street ball yeah um, he's, <laughs> he's slow and wide it's like yeah boom, boom, boom. yeah I was impressed. I didn't realize he had as much hops as he did because he had some dunks tonight. Like he had that like double clutch uh, dunk that was really impressive. He's just not he's just not very fast. His first step isn't that quick. Uh, So like there's there's some like lateral athleticism that is missing for him to like be like real, real good. But I think like if if for that in the second round of the (laughs) of the draft. You know? No, no. But I mean, if he can, if he can put the ball in the bucket like he consistently, like I don't know, six man looks looks promising, man. He looks really promising. I I love his game. He's got really no glaring holes, and that's my favorite part about any player's game. Speaking of no glaring holes, Jake L. Jake, dude, L. Jake, Jake just Jake like L. fire under this team. I think I do want to talk about Jake Cal for a second. Please go ahead. I mean, he made three threes in a row. He really started the Wolves takeover. That was all him. Just bringing energy on both ends of the court. And when he gets an open shot, he makes it. I mean, we'll get to Carl later, but Carl was what? One for seven from three. And Jake L just brings a consistency. He was three for five. Carl was two, ended up two for 10. But Jake Jake Lehman always brings a consistency in energy. And having him start tonight was huge for the Wolves. And he is yep. not a power forward. We've learned this now. We don't have any power forwards on this team other than Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels. Those mm-hmm. are the two power forwards. I don't know what Juancho is at all. So, You know, I, I really like Anthony Edwards starting at the two. And... I like the idea of uh, Jaden McDaniel starting at the four. And if we can have that, 
then I think Jake L starting at the three is probably the best option because he's a far superior shooter to Josh Okogi. Oh, I, I, I'm fucking, I'm fucking forgetting about Malik Beasley. So, uh, <laughs> God damn it. I know it's really tough to fit all of the players in when the Timberwolves are healthy. And that's, that's uh, why John Hollinger had the Wolves as fighting for a playoff team, playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, my ideal, in my ideal world, Malik Beasley's the sixth man, not Jalen Noel. That would be that would mean the wolves are very good. <laughs> that would mean the wolves are contending for home court. That would mean the wolves draft Cade Cunningham this uh, <laughs> this draft, <laughs> <laughs> and he is the starting three. And Anthony slides to two. Which I before the season, I think that you and I were both contending that he plays up. But the more I watch him, the more I feel like he is he would be more suited to be a guard. Yeah, he's so fast. That mm-hmm. that is something that I really underestimated was how damn quick he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he looks so much like James Harden when he's getting to the basket. I mean, he's faster than James Harden. He looks like D Wade when he's getting to the basket when he's really getting to the basket. But he's got the size of James Harden. He's like yes. D Wade's body with the size of James Harden. Yes, and and. He is without the without the basketball intelligence of either of them. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. Uh but he can pass. I mean, he's yeah, he's not gonna be D Wade level passer, but he can pass. And oh, he'll never yeah. be hardened, but yeah. his his passes his passing efficiency is great. He like doesn't turn the ball over very much, which is incredible. He's decent passing out of the pick and roll. He had a great pass to um Vanderbilt, I think, in the third quarter out of the pick and roll, which is, I mean, he, he's he got he's got the skill. He just needs to put it all together. Um, but he was but taking, yeah, I, the most important thing about Ant was he was taking shots like much more. He was scrutinizing his, his shots. And mm-hmm. that's all I can ask for mm-hmm. where he is at developmentally right now. Yep. And honestly, at this point with the Wolves, I wouldn't mind Malik coming off the bench, but Malik finishing. Because Malik has played so much with the bench unit anyway, and it's really nice to have his like energy and his scoring and and like the threat of him as a shooter on that bench unit, especially with Ricky Rubio being the the backup point guard, and and, and if Jared Vanderbilt is moving to the bench and Josh Okogie's on the bench, then you really need some like scoring threats. Um, but like you said, it's just hard to fit all these pieces together because there there's arguments for all of these players to be playing because none of them have really differentiated themselves above yeah. the others you know i mean yes obviously save for towns or uh i mean kind of malik but most of the players on the timberwolves are like five to ten guys and we just need to differentiate which ones are on the earlier side of the five to ten part and are on the later side, and which ones. And some of it is which ones have the potential to be in the top five, like Jaden McDaniel's, mm-hmm. in our opinion. Ah, oh, fuck, I love him, and I'm glad that Wolves Twitter is also coming around on Jaden McDaniel's. It's like, bitch, I told you. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, let's let's wrap things up here first. Uh, Dylan and I had a bet tonight. We were watching Zion, and and I'm a Zion fan. Sometimes on his layups, I think he literally gets parallel to the floor. He like cuts through the defense in such a, a like a horizontal way, like no one I've seen before. 
As um, long as he only has to take one, two, or three steps. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan and I bet $50 that uh, Dylan thinks Zion will never win an MVP. Which, never. you know, I, I think if I'm if you ask me like purely objectively... I would probably agree just because I have I have worries about his bot like his health and his body and his ability to like maintain this level of performance. But I mean, I think the narrative for him is already there. Like it, the NBA is kind of like trying to gift him the next Zion, guy. Zion, the Mickey Mouse All Star Game, dude. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, he can score at will, which is a a real valuable skill in the NBA. <laughs> as long as he makes his free throws, he can score at will. The solution yeah. is just to keep is just to keep fouling and see if see if he, you can get into his head. Yeah, and well, get, you... and him to, if you can take a couple charges and get and foul him, then you can get in Zion's head. Well, you compared him to. Um, Giannis as both being like offensively limited as far as like the shooting piece and just using their physicality to score. But Zion is so much better in year two than Giannis was in year two. So like if Giannis can win two MVPs, why can't Zion, you know? Because Giannis also was showing defensive player of the year potential. Oh yeah, he's a much better defender. That's right. <laughs> and Zion, Zion struggles. Zion struggles getting back on defense and getting back yeah. on defense in the NBA in 2021 is dangerous. I mean, yeah, or, you can't, or, you can't be uncle walking back on defense, you know, you yeah. gotta be Ooh, not in 2021 Zion. Can you imagine Zion in like 1995? I mean, he'd be Charles Barkley. Oh, Oh wait. fuck dude. <laughs> he would be, Oh, Oh, he might be better than Charles Barkley. Ooh, don't tell Charles. All right. So let's talk to John Collins. The John Collins trade rumors are fucking swirling like crazy. I think like it's two names. It's John Collins and Aaron Gordon to join the Wolves. First, Dylan, which player would you prefer on this Wolves team, John Collins or Aaron Gordon? I, in a vacuum, would prefer Aaron Gordon. I think that Aaron Gordon's going to be cheaper. I yes. don't know what John Collins is going to be, but he turned down a deal that was worth more than that, I believe. Yes. Uh, and... Aaron Gordon is also probably just straight up better at basketball. And I'm not saying that John Collins doesn't have a better, like a higher chance of making an all-star game or something. Cause he can score. That guy mm -hmm. can score, of course. But I just think Aaron Gordon contributes to winning. I mean, he's been on a lot of playoff teams in his like young career. And a lot of that's, well, it's all because of Vooch, of course, but he's been able to play next to Vooch. So like, you want someone who can play next to Carl Anthony Towns. Aaron Gordon has been doing that his whole career. Yeah. And like uh, Aaron Gordon. So like Aaron Gordon makes what? 18 million now. I yeah. can't imagine him making much more than 20, 22 million on his next contract. Whereas I think John Collins is looking for the Wiggins deal. Right. And, like I think and now. Yeah. As soon as next season. I think there's yes. what two, two years left on the Aaron Gordon deal. Maybe. Yes. And like Aaron Gordon has played point guard for the Orlando Magic for stretches and the Magic haven't been very good with him as the point guard. But like, of course, because that's overextending what he can do. But 
I, I, he can he can provide that that like passing and creation at the four spot as well as a little bit of spacing. He's not a great three point shooter, but he's not a total non threat. But you um, think of someone who's going to run the floor because this is a Chris Finch team mm-hmm. that plays with a lot of pace and who can take the ball down the court. That's mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon. Well, he's he's every bit as athletic as Jared Vanderbilt, uh, but he has offensive skill. You know, maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't have the same defensive instinct as Jared Vanderbilt. But I don't even know if Jared Vanderbilt's defensive instincts are that good. So much as he's just constantly throwing himself into the the action. You know, I think it's the I think it's the latter. <laughs> I think he is frenetic. He confuses guys. He's one of those guys at pickup where you're like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro? Just like play the game." The amount of but times that I Jared Vanderbilt falls on the floor trying to get a rebound is insane. <laughs> He plays every game like he's like he's on a two-way con or on a 10-day contract. He plays every um, game like he's on a 10-day contract. So you had mentioned the Malik for John Collins. How how do you feel about that? And, and talk for a little bit while I go to the bathroom. Okay, so I do not want John Collins for Jaden McDaniels off the table. Absolutely off the table. Jalen Noel, I know that Chilanga probably has some personal feelings about, about Jalen Noel being traded for John Collins, but I'd be more in on that than Jaden McDaniels for sure. Now, uh, the only piece that the Wolves have to really give up that is like worth something to other NBA teams, it has to be Malik Beasley. To me, the trade piece is Malik Beasley at this point still. And, and that's not a bad thing. And I don't want Wolves fans to think that like I'm out on Beasley or whatever. I think he's a great player, and I think he's on one of the best contracts in the NBA right now. But if you're realistically going to get John Collins, you're not going to get him for anything other than another you they want another name. They're they want to win now. They don't they're not waiting for their star. They have Trey Young. They've been doing everything to build around him. They need something else to help build around him. And uh and Malik Beasley's really the only player on the Timberwolves that could make that happen. I mean, when you when you look at our roster, like Jarrett Culver? No, that's like a project. They don't want a project. We we can't trade Jarrett Culver for John Collins or Cam Reddish, whatever you want. He's worse. Like, I, there's Jarrett Culver for Cam Reddish does not work. Cam Reddish um, is so much more. So, one, you could throw Jalen Noel in for a John Collins deal. That is fine for me. Like, okay. <laughs> I like Jalen Noel, but I understand that his ceiling is not that high. I don't know. I like Jalen Noel probably won't have a 10 year career in the NBA, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and if he does have a 10 year career, that is like the optimum outcome for him. Whereas John Collins, I could see having a 15 year career in the NBA, like pretty easily um, because he, he's got the athleticism. He can shoot and there, there's 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 defensive potential even if he hasn't shown it. Anyway, um, the thing with Malik Beasley is like, why do the Hawks want Malik Beasley? They have so many. They have uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. They have Kevin Herter. They have Cam Reddish. Who maybe they're out on Cam Reddish. I don't know. Um, but they spent a high lottery pick on him, so I don't know if they're super out on him yet. Um, they have rondo they have done they have i mean they just have they have like six guards but they're losing so chalanga what is their hole what are they looking for for john collins because they can't keep john collins 
Right, right, right. Well, I think part of the reason why they're losing so much is DeAndre Hunter has been hurt a lot, and he was looking good at the beginning of the season. Fair. And that's what they need, and Malik Beasley mm-hmm. will never provide enough defense for that Hawks no, team. No, yeah, they, that's what they need. They need fucking defense. Uh, and, like, if, if you have DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella at the backside, you know, because Trey Young is a fucking sieve, and they don't really have anyone at the two who can play defense either. With Hunter and Capella, you have enough to sort of make up for some mistakes to, like, patch together a decent defense. Um, but without him, what are you starting? Cam Reddish at the three? Eee. Okay, so maybe, so maybe the only, like, the idealized version of Jarrett Culver, what I think he can be and will mm-hmm. be, I still think that he will be. I, I'm not out on him yet. But the idealized version of him is exactly what they need. Someone who can play alongside Trey, possibly, and who can guard the number one option as or the number one guard option on the posting team. Yo, if, if Jarrett Culver could shoot, 35%, 34% from 3. I think he would he would be awesome cuz he's a, he's a he's a really quality perimeter defender. He he gets his hand on balls in the passing lanes. He can facilitate, he can attack the rim like really well. Um he just is like a total non-factor on the perimeter. And I just and I just don't think he has shown enough to that he has turned that around. Unfortunately for him, because he's been injury riddled this season and last season, yeah, everything was cut short when he was lights out from three. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Jarrett Culver because I I think that he does have a space in the NBA and that would be per, a perfect situation for him. But I just don't think that other NBA front offices see that value how. It, we can see it because we see the Wolves yeah. play every every game. I mean, I guess like thinking about it, Trey Young, Jarrett Culver, DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, and Clint Capella, like you've got some pretty quality shooting there. Around that, Jarrett. Around, yeah, around Jarrett. I just don't know. Yeah, like you said, I don't know if other front offices see that value. Um, anyway... We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, if the Wolves do make a trade, I I hope it's for Aaron Gordon over John Collins. Um, but honestly, I don't really want either of them. So, but okay, did you did we discuss the Instagram thing? So John Collins deleted all of his Instagram. Really? Yeah. What? And then he ended, and he started following Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley, or some shit. No way. Yeah. This that's what happened on Twitter. You think it's done? You think it's done? I don't know. Maybe it's done. I have no clue. But but what I I can't believe you didn't see this. Like, what were you doing this week? Are we gonna are are the wolves seriously gonna go into like deep luxury tax? I know for Delo Collins and Towns. Are you kidding me? I know, and I don't want this. I don't want this any more than you do. I'm so mad about this. I don't want the Collins trade. That's like 80 million for those three guys. 80 million? That's like 90 million. Yeah, it's like 90 million. I don't want this at all. And if we give up Jaden McDaniels, I'll be done being a Wolves fan. I yeah, I like this podcast will be over. It will be over. It's possible. That's my greatest fear is that Jaden McDaniels is has already been traded. Oh God. He well, wouldn't have played tonight. He wouldn't have played tonight. Yeah, he wouldn't have played tonight. He wouldn't have played tonight. 
I Ed Davis didn't play tonight, so maybe Ed Davis has been traded. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Davis. Oh, and maybe Jordan McLaughlin. Maybe they were just covering for the like with the COVID protocol. <laughs> uh, well, Rondo has been very bad for the Hawks, so maybe they are looking for a different point guard <laughs> option. Um, okay, you kind of just rocked my world. I can't really, I can't really talk about that right now. Let's let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Let's end with a little heartfelt thing. Malik Beasley had a really beautiful post on Instagram today um, about his son. Is his son's name Makai? Was that it? I think so, yeah. And he posted like nine pictures of him and his son. And he said, look, I've missed a lot. And First of all, nine. You couldn't fill out the full ten? Come on, bro. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> well, like he said, he's working on himself. You know, he said, <laughs> I've missed a lot. And your daddy is working on himself so that he can, you know, be there for you and be a part of your life. And I've been a boy, but I'm turning into a man. I mean, it was just really beautiful. I think that this time away from the team, this whole legal saga, this pandemic all together has really had a deep and profound effect on Malik Beasley as a man, which is beautiful. I I love to see it. You know, I think that that was exactly what I wanted to see out of Malik Beasley. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't even have to be an apology to the fans. It just has to be an apology to like in general. That's something that you don't really see a lot out of anyone these days. We live in such a we get we live in a forgiveless world. We live in a sorrowless world. Nobody, nobody says they're sorry. Nobody apologizes anymore. I mean, maybe ever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's getting harder and harder to apologize. And people are, it's getting harder and harder for people to forgive other people. And mm-hmm. so, like, yes, Malik Beasley did some shitty shit to his wife and to his kid. Mm-hmm. This is getting beyond all the legal stuff. Like the legal stuff is one thing. That's fine. I I don't care about the legal stuff. I care more about like the way he's treating his family and like the type of person that he is. And yes. this to me shows that he's growing. I mean, yes. We'll see if it's I mean, just like him pandering to like things right. that should be obvious. Like maybe right. he's Carl Anthony Townsing this and this is all PR bullshit, but I think that Malik Beasley is a little bit more like he's shown himself to be a little bit more, a little bit more transparent, less opaque. Look, around the and, and the, I think he's been incredibly authentic on, on, on his social media oh, yeah. for, for some time now, um, which is great to see, you know? And I, I think, you know, as, as far as your comments on Carl Towns, we're starting to see the more authentic Carl Anthony Towns come out that now, which has true. been, which has been amazing. I like, I love it. I love being able to like have him feel comfortable enough and and, like, like this place enough to like really give himself. Um, That has been really good to see. Did you see the sunglasses at the the (laughs) media day or whatever? Yes. That was awesome. Um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm all for Carl being like an authentic dude. And, and I, and we're really rooting. I'm, we're both really rooting for that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, but as far as Malik, I think as far as the apology thing, I think the important thing too here is like, it's an apology to himself too, right? Like when you fuck up, you have to like take accountability and you have to sit with that. And then you have to like be kind enough to yourself to be like, yes, I did that. 
and I'm going to grow from it and it's okay. You know what I mean? And and he took his time with all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he was doing this as a result of the suspension. I don't know. Maybe that was the timing. But he, the but it's been like a week and a half that he's been it's been a week and a half that he's been just like probably True. mostly alone. True. True. I, I, I think that, that I, I hope that this doesn't have anything to do with the suspension. Even I hope this almost solely has to do with the way that things transpired between him and his wife and all of these women on Instagram. That's what I'm hoping that apology was for. I, it wasn't that specific and I don't need it to be that specific. That's personal stuff, but like it was, yeah, it was just really great to see a super authentic apology in a world where we don't get that a lot. And right. I want to be open to forgiveness and I want to be open to like apologies. Like I, I just, it's, I want the world to, to be more open to that stuff. Cause right. yes, cancel culture, whatever. I mean, like if we all decide to like take responsibility for our actions, we can like, there is a possibility for most people to be rehabilitated. I'm not talking about, you know, the main stars of the Me Too movement, but I'm talking right. about like just take accountability for yourself. Fuck cancel culture. Let's it's restoration culture. That's what it is. Yeah, like we have to restore. We don't just shut people out. That doesn't solve anything. You know, that just creates more hate. Um, but we have to we have to re- restore relationships, fix our issues, and grow as people, and take um, accountability for your own actions. Yes, and Call I think it- like all. All of this happening uh, along with Malik playing the best basketball of his life. I think that's been really transformative for him. Like having like, like deep, like incredible professional success while also having deep personal growth. I mean, that's like, that's a rare opportunity that he, he has, has been given. And I think he's going to be a much better person because of it. So. Damn. I hope so. I love this team. Chalanga. I love Chris Finch. <laughs> we'll see what happens this weekend uh, with the back-to-back against the Blazers. This has been the CND NBA show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, download, leave a rating and review, you know, tell your friends about us. Follow us on Twitter at CND NBA show on Instagram at CND NBA show. Send us an email at CND NBA at gmail.com. And you know, um, Tony B, you know what you did. Shouts to Tim Kamatsu. Shouts to Charlie Parrish Sugoko. Charlie, we love you so much. You are such a a blessing on our lives. We got some Italian love this week, both of us. Yes, yes. Thank you to our Italian fans. If if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. I don't have the fucking account name in front of me, but we love we love all of our Euro Wolves fans. Yeah, um, go read Dylan and I on Zone Coverage. I just put out a. a what I feel is a great piece on D'Angelo Russell. Um, <laughs> I love it. Elite yeah. passer D'Lo. Uh, he, has, he has the ability to, to get there. Um, Dylan has a great piece up on the site right now about Timberwolves ownership. I think he's taking the week off writing, but that Timberwolves ownership article is great and timeless. And we've got more exciting news for you coming in the future. But for now, this has been the CND NBA Show. Thanks again for listening. Much love. Mwah.